Welcome to the Super Expander Podcast. My name is Corrine Phelps, your host. I'm a business and growth coach, money mindset expert, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me all over from working in finance to owning a boutique fitness studio. I found myself burnt out, miserable, and questioning everything. Saying things to myself like, there's got to be more to life than this. Refusing to settle for a mediocre existence, I went all in, learning how to harness untapped potential and rewire the subconscious mind to create an extraordinary life. The last 10 years have been a crash course in self-love, building a business, creating community, building wealth, and doing what it takes to just freaking go for it. My mission is to help you align to your purpose, Rewire your subconscious to support your big dreams and vision and create a life that you're absolutely obsessed with. So sit back, tune in, and prepare to expand. I am beyond thrilled to share Chris Goodman with you today. Chris Goodman is a leading life coach for business owners and high performers. His clients include CEOs, influencers, world-class coaches, and entrepreneurs across dozens of industry. He brings 15,000 plus hours of coaching and training to every conversation. And he has a reputation for asking tough and transformative questions in an approachable way. After quitting law school to chase a greater purpose in life, Chris built a successful real estate business only to discover his passion had nothing to do with real estate. It was, and still is all about helping people grow in their life and their business. Since founding Goodman coaching in 2017, Chris has coached some of the most successful names in the business and continues to scale his team to help more people build a life of freedom, fulfillment, and results. Without further ado, I bring to you Chris Goodman. Hello, hello, super expanders. How are you doing? I hope you are enjoying your day wherever you are listening to this episode. I'm so excited because we have a just a wonderful, amazing human. You're about to just learn all the good things from. I'd love to introduce you to Chris Goodman. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be of service to your audience and hopefully talk about some interesting, vulnerable, scary things that make us feel unsafe. And, and <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I had a conversation uh, with Adrian Kaler and, and Allie Webb, the co-founder of Drybar, and their wedding is coming up. And before the interview, we, we were talking about it. And, and I said, the last time I talked with Adrian, he said, nobody survives a great conversation. And I love that because it's like, you know, there's in a great conversation, nobody has to hide and nobody needs to hide. Um, and so, yeah, let's, let's have a great time here. I'm happy to be here and excited to help out however I can. Oh my goodness. Buckle up. I already know this is going to be great because you're speaking my language. Cause the first, the first thing I ever ask here on the super expander, we go straight in deep. And sometimes it throws people off a little bit. Cause mm-hmm. I really like to know the nitty gritty of the people, the human beings that I'm talking to. So let's just slide right on into it. Who is Chris Goodman at the core at the essence? Like, who are you as a person? I love that question. Nobody's ever asked me that first. And um, as a person, I'm somebody deeply concerned with being my best so that I can help other people be their best and and drawing them out, not just by not just by example, but by questions um, and coaching. I mean, it took me years to discover that at my core, I'm a coach slash teacher. 
Like that's, that's kind of where everything stops when I keep digging and I hit bedrock and I keep digging and I hit the same spot over and over. It always comes back to Chris is some kind of teacher guide um, through experience and coach. So I think, you know, that's the, that's one answer. And then of course, part of it is I'm a, a father now, as of eight weeks ago, I am a husband as of almost three years ago now. Uh, I'm an ex-husband as of about six, no, seven years ago now. You're going to say as of six months ago. Well, that's a little slippery of a conversation. (laughs) Let's go there. (laughs) No, I was being interviewed a couple of weeks ago and I said something like, well, when my wife cheated on me and I kept going and I didn't catch it. And they're like, they paused the conversation like, Chris, did you mean to say that? I was like, Oh my God, no, my ex-wife, Jesus. <laughs> so yeah. Um, ex-husband, um, you know, brother, uncle to now, I think nine uh, nieces and nephews. There's a lot happening, uh, but at the same time, it, you know, it always gets simplified in my mind. Cause I just, I'm like, I'm here to show up and help. And if I'm not doing that, I'm not being myself. Um, you know, serial entrepreneur, real estate and coaching and different things. But yeah, I think at the heart of it, it always comes back to I'm, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher, I'm somebody here to help. Ah, I love that. So I have a couple of questions in there. You first started talking about really helping people, both yourself and other people be their best. So when you think of, of people and yourself, like at their best. What does that, what does that really mean for you? That's the fun part is it doesn't mean anything to me. It means everything to them though. What, what is that vision in their mind? Um, you know, we take everybody through an exercise in, in, in our practice involving their 10 out of 10 life and their 10 out of 10 vision, because it's so different for everybody. And most people don't slow down long enough to really put some color into that vision. They get scared of thinking that big. They get scared of thinking that long-term because what if it doesn't work out? You know, in one exercise, we push them to think 250 years into the future. Who do you want to be in 250 years? What do you want that name to mean? What do you want your efforts to have meant? And what's that, what's that vision mean for you now? So it, it's fun for me because it's a, it's a blank canvas on my side, right? Best is totally neutral in my world. Um, I want to know what best means to you. For some people, you know, the primary core value there is their their uh, physical fitness, and that's the pillar that they want to build everything else on top of, um, or the foundation. And other people, it's they want to focus on their romance. Other people, it's spirituality or contribution. I I have no clue. So when I say be my best, it's just be a version of myself working at that big vision, that, that compelling mission that takes me there. So that can lead by example. When I do get a hold of somebody who says, you know, I think, I think I want to improve. (laughs) Yeah. I love that exercise. So now we're really speaking the language of, of legacy. So what, when you, what's, (laughs) what's your answer to that question? Like, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind what do you 250 years from now and they're talking about chris goodman what do you want the conversation to be well i tease everybody that you know my my goal in life is to live up to my name you know my, my last name is good man and that's something i've always taken kind of personally and seriously that if i'm gonna if i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do my best at it i'm gonna do it well um you know we're 
in, in my world, it's, it's normal to go the extra mile. And I, I want people to associate my name with, with that kind of service and value. Um, I think that the most important thing to my, my legacy now is, is obviously my family, given we just had our first daughter, uh, first child, she's, it's a girl, um, eight weeks ago. And that changes how you think about your legacy. It's like, you know, what you want to leave behind to them. And I don't even mean like build an empire that I can hand her the keys to. I, I mean, like the legacy of who she becomes because of who I've been. That's what's really important to me there. And, you know, thinking about her talking about her dad long after he's gone as a man who cared, uh, who did his best, who helped people, you know, in all kinds of ways and, and led her by that example. That, that's on the, the life side. On the business side, uh, the legacy that we want to leave is, is thousands and thousands of truly happy and fulfilled business owners who, who found that happiness and fulfillment through coaching. Um, you know, I used to recruit and train real estate agents. And I thought if I could just get a hold of every agent in the country, you know, <laughs> just for a day or two, I could help, I could help them do so much better. And as I kept like figuring out how I wanted to do this in life and business, I kept realizing, okay, if I get, if I get to like the root of a group of people, I can change that whole group of people. So I started targeting, you know, the leaders of big teams, the leaders of market centers in different big cities and, and trying to like get a bigger bang for my buck, so to speak. And that changed how I approached coaching when, when I launched my own coaching business, because now I see it as I, I, I may not be able to change everybody in the world, but if I can get a hold of one business owner who changes the way they think and the way they see people and the way they unlock other people's potential, then I can change their whole organization, all of the people's family trees in that organization in perpetuity. That's a legacy I can get down with. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. It's, it all kind of really boils down. I think when we look at um, creating legacy, depending on like the person you're talking to, whatever their focal point is, if you keep peeling the layers back, it's, I think it all really boils down to freedom. And if we can start speaking the language of freedom to each person, that's how we can shift and change generational wealth, which requires an element of emotional intelligence. And I feel like that in communication that, I don't know, I just, you're, you're speaking my language. <laughs> <laughs> well, freedom is, it's a core value in our organization because you know, most people, it's funny when they start to describe freedom, they start to describe what fulfillment actually looks like, you know? And of course there's the, the typical metrics, like they're not worried about money and they have the car that they want, or they can give to their charity freely or whatever, but it, it really starts to look more like almost like enlightenment, um, as, uh, the embodiment of freedom. So as we dig into their vision and what real happiness and real enlightenment means to them, yeah, freedom often kind of fades away. Like it's, it's just a byproduct of who they are. Uh, so good. That's funny that you describe it that way, because someone the other day was actually asking me to describe freedom and my exact words were awe and wonder, which I feel like are synonymous with enlightenment. I think wonder is, is one of those words that's really underutilized. And curiosity is such a, um, an avenue for happiness. And 
you know, it's like the antidote to judgment and suffering. And um, yeah, I think it's, it's tough these days because it, it almost seems like a soft skill to, to talk about these things, freedom, enlightenment, you know, wonder, curiosity, the happiest people I've ever met though, this is what they're focused on. Yes. Right. Okay. So now we're, we're going to really riff on this one because so one of my most famous sayings is that I don't want to have to ask my bank account for permission. And it really has nothing to do with, with money. So, because I personally think that wealth has everything to do with being able to show up freely and give of your time, emotion, your resources, your energy, in whatever particular way that you, you choose to. Mm. And I feel like that's ex- ex- exactly what you were saying there. And it's, which I think always comes back to when we start talking to coaches, we're both coaches, right? Um, the mission behind coaching is truly that, right? To get people to a place of complete autonomy. Yeah, yeah. And it's not always easy. However, when you get there and you, and you take responsibility for your bank account, what you have, what you don't have in it, um, you can really unlock a whole new what's the word? I think it's a perspective. It's like a lifestyle about, okay, if I can, if I can take responsibility for this, I can go get more or less. And that's up to me. And it's not up to my employer or my clients or the market. And, and you stop putting all that power outside of you. And that, that changes everything. I'm sure you've seen this with, with the people you work with that when they take that level of responsibility, that's, it seems like such a subtle shift, but man, everything explodes after that. Oh yeah. Radical responsibility truly is the path to freedom. It was also like, you'll have to weigh in on this. So everyone that I talk to when they, when the beginning conversations of, of freedom, there is this essence of freedom, having an element of laziness and non-structure to it. But I've firmly believe when you first start dreaming of freedom, right? That's like kind of what, what you're thinking. Cause you're, you're stuck in this job that you hate. You're stuck in a relationship. That's not fulfilling you. You're stuck in something. Right. And so on the other side of that, all you want to do is just like be a blob of nothing. And that that's what freedom looks like, or in that element of like being able to just like spend freely in a way that is almost like, um, gluttonous right but that's not the the element of freedom really comes through the structures the discipline all of the things and within the confines of that structure is where we find our freedom it's up to the individual and and i think for really high achievers it's actually a fear you know most of my one-on-one clients are seven-figure earners with you know 10 or 20 people on their team and they have a lot of responsibility a fast-paced life and they love that that pace and a lot of priority yet at the same time they're clawing for more freedom so it's this kind of like gas and brake at the same time and i have seen more people self-sabotage real freedom meaning total passive income and they don't have to show up to work they don't have to be a blob on a couch (laughs) you know but they may not have all the responsibility that they're used to And I've seen more people blow that up because they're afraid they're going to be useless. They won't have any purpose. They won't have a new mission to follow. They won't be uh, productive. And it's just not true. It's just, you know, learning how to take the resources you have into that new um, life. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think you get what I'm saying, though, right? Because most people... 
most people think they want that level of freedom. And then as they get close to it, it feels surreal. It feels scary. And they don't know how to navigate that fear. Yes. A little self-trust that needs to come inside of, yeah. of that equation. So we've of course already let the cat out of the bag that you're a coach. So tell me yeah. a little bit more because now everyone's like, Oh, he's a coach and he coaches seven figure earners. Let's dive into that a little bit because that's exciting and intriguing and please, I well, want to know more. Let's, let's not, you know, over inflate the value of, of seven figures, but here's, here's why I coach seven figure business owners. My background lends well to that market, that conversation, um, and their troubles. Um, you know, I, if I love this quote from a Zig Ziglar, if you can sell anything, you can sell anything. And when I started selling real estate, somebody taught me that I used to sell landscaping in college and, and painting and deck staining and all this stuff. I was a contractor for myself. I'm basically unemployable and always have been. <laughs> and uh, and I wanted to work for myself in college and I didn't want to, you know, clock in and clock out somewhere. So I learned how to sell landscaping, painting um, in my services as a deck staining guy. And so when I got into real estate, they're like, well, if you could sell those things, you can sell real estate. And I was like, oh, that feels good. Okay. Well, then I started thinking about coaching later on and, and we can tell that story if you want how I got there later on. But uh I was like, okay, if you can coach anyone, you can coach anyone. So if I can coach anyone, and I truly believe I can, what, who do I want to coach? The people I can best serve. That's that's the sweet spot, right? Um, and I've experimented with all kinds of things from real estate agents to small business owners to where we really focus now are seven-figure business owners because of the challenges they have with their team, their leadership, and the pressures on their mindset with those challenges. Um, so all that says a lot of words, a lot of information. I mean, I'm, I'm a coach in what I think is the true sense of coaching, which is that you have a coach, a mentor, a consultant, they do different things. The consultant shows up to give you the answer, the paint by numbers. Here's exactly what you need to do, who you need to hire, who you need to fire. We'll even do it for you for a fee, right? That's not what we do. A mentor is somebody who shows up and says, I've had success doing X. And I want to teach you step-by-step step how I created that, that success. Follow my lead, do what I did, you'll get what I got, right? Also not what we do. Now, I'm going to blur the line a little bit because sometimes we'll teach our clients things that work in business that we have had great success with, repeatable success with, and we'll give them the, the framework. But where we really focus 90% of our efforts is in coaching, which is in asking a question to draw the person out to self-discover their own answer and their own path forward. And I know you, you've done this at a high level for long enough to know exactly what that means, but for a lot of people, they've never heard the distinction. A lot of people hear the term coach and they think, oh, this guy's going to teach me everything I need to do and give me the result that I want. It's like buying abs instead of buying a gym membership. <laughs> <laughs> and right? wouldn't we all have a six pack if that exactly. was possible? <laughs> and I love, I, I forget who it was, but I heard a coach one time say, uh, I am not a hospital where you, you get to rush in here and I fix you and send you on your way. I am a fitness center at best where you show up, do the work and walk out being happy because you showed up because you did the work. And I love that analogy, but you know, because some people need a mentor, some people need a consultant, but what we offer is really coaching, you know, questions to draw you out to help you make those decisions to move forward. Uh, I love the description and the breakdown on that because 
I, A, I think every person at some point in their life should experience an amazing coach because it truly is the thing that helps each person be self-led, right? And it's, what is the old, the saying? It's like, teach, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish or show a man to fish, which I feel like while you're not showing and coaching, you are teaching, extracting the like how it is that they find their own answers, right? By asking really great questions. And the more times you are asked great questions, you then are able to then start to ask yourself great questions. Like if you're not in, it's like this flexing a muscle, you get asked a great question, you become more curious. So then it, in your own life, you start questioning things and you become self-led. Very well said. It, it's flexing that muscle until it's just who you become. Yes. Uh, so, so good. So you said at your core, you're a coach. So like, when was it that you started to discover that you were a coach and also throw in there, we share the same common thread of being unemployable because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is it that everybody I tend to hang out with is? <laughs> It's like the wild, wild west over here, but <laughs> we're a different breed. You know, we, we choose freedom over security and we, we choose the, the, the volatility of owning a business over the predictability of being an employee. And I don't mean any, I don't mean to throw any shade on employees or security. It, it's just like, it's almost like in our DNA, you know? Um, well, let me address your question because it's, it's pretty simple and straightforward. I, I used to want to be a lawyer. I went to school to study politics and law and society, et cetera, and um, started law school about, I actually waited, was it like three years after I graduated college, something like that to start law school um, because I was working at one of the biggest firms in town, law firms in town. And it was really great. I was getting paid. I was making good money. All my benefits were covered. And I was like, I'm stacking away cash to buy a house and pay for law school. So I did that for a while. Plus I got to know the legal field from actually you know, working in it. Started law school, knew it would be tough. That was fine. Got through about my first year, hated it. Just plain hated it. And I'll tell you real quick, the, the reason I decided to quit law school, I was studying contract law from a book about five inches thick on my dining room table one afternoon. And it was beautiful and sunny out and fall the leaves are coming down. I had like 11 trees in my backyard and they're just dropping leaves left and right. And these squirrels are running around. And I had the screen door open while I was reading because it was such a beautiful day, right? If I can't be outside, at least, you know, maybe I'll just pretend. <laughs> so these squirrels are running around in these leaves making this obnoxious noise. And I'm getting like, my blood is starting to boil as I'm trying to focus on reading this important case that's gonna make or break my legal career if I get called on tomorrow and I don't have the answers. And these damn squirrels keep making all this noise. I jumped up from the table, threw open the screen door and yelled at the squirrels. <laughs> I feel like I would like to see the video of that. <laughs> I know, right? What a gift though, because it hit me like lightning. Like, dude, if you got hit by a bus or something right now, you would die so miserable with the life that you've chosen that you're screaming at squirrels. <laughs> like, come on, come to grips here. Like what? What is happening? I have a question for you. Have you joined the Super Expander free mentorship community? If not, 
What are you waiting for? Stop what you're doing right now and text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. Text the word mentor to 202-918-3235. I send out weekly tips and inspiration to help you grow your business, to step into your wealthiest, most highest self, to harness your full potential and live an exceptional and extraordinary life. And the best part is it's really me sending those messages. So text me, say hello, and send me your questions. So it's important that you know, that I, I didn't quit because of like a, a short period of stress. It was more of a realization, like a breakthrough in my world, right? A breakthrough of, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not happy doing this work. I'm not happy like learning to do this work. And when I think about spending 50, 60 years of my life, dedicating the majority of my time to this work, it doesn't make me excited. And it was the first time that that had happened. So I waited a couple of weeks and, you know, kind of sorted my thoughts on this and talked to people I trusted and discovered this wasn't my path. And that, that, was, that was a weird moment because I had spent a decade planning for that, that path. So I quit. And you know, all my friends, uh, my, my two best friends uh, in law school ended up graduating top of the class. And they were like, dude, you're, you're good. What are you doing? Like, it, it, the first year is tough. Get over it. I'm like, it's not about that. It's about being happy. It's about feeling fulfilled with the work I'm doing. It's about the mission that I'm here on earth to fulfill. And this ain't it. <laughs> so, so I quit. And um, then that started the uh, pursuit of what am I going to do? You know, and it was this weird blank check that I hadn't had since like freshman year of college. And um, long story short, I, I needed to buy a house. <laughs> and I found a realtor. Actually, I think my ex found the realtor and the first house he showed us, he was so laid back and he was so happy and he was so excited to work with us. You know, we had stars in our eyes, you know, we're, we're going to get married soon. We're going to buy this house. It's our first house. Everything's great. We're going to fix it up and all this. A couple months later, we ended up buying a house with him and he was fantastic. He was ultimate professional. And a couple of months later, a friend of mine said, dude, I think I want to get into real estate. And I said, well, I know the guy you need to talk to. He does a great job. He's really successful. Let's go have lunch with him. So we left the law firm. We, uh, we go have lunch with my realtor. And my buddy is listening to him explain what realtor life is like. And he, he totally zoned out at the words, totally com or full commission or commission only, right? <laughs> and my buddy was like, dude, I have kids. I can't do commission only. And I'm sitting there like, tell me more. Come on. What, what else you got? This looks really cool. And I like that you control your own income. Tell me more. Because I'm chained to a desk right now. And this is not much fun. So long story short, I ended up uh, within a few months quitting the law firm, uh, getting my real estate license and hitching my wagon to his business. His name is Todd Paxton. And he became my mentor and, and business partner for years and best friend. And um, man, we did so much good together. When we got started, his team was doing like 9 million. And uh, by the time I left three or four years, four years later, uh, they were like 40 million. And that's about 250 houses a year in our market. So, you know, more than a house every other day. It was a blast. Um, and that's where I started to get the coaching bug. I said it would be a short story. It definitely was not. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I like to talk apparently. 
Uh, <laughs> well, that's why we're here. That's right. So um, if you're following along, the the fun part was I did really well. I took it very seriously. I got rookie of the year. Um, and then I realized I'm never going to be able to outperform um, not building a team. In other words, I'm only one person who can only sell so many houses in one year, no matter how good I am, right? And so we started to really lean into building this team out. And that's where I got to start mentoring people. People would come in and I would say, here's what I did. It works. I want you to do it too, right? I wasn't coaching just yet. But as you grow as a mentor, you start to realize, well, there are things that I don't know how to get them to do. Like, how do I get them to want to show up for work? Mm. That's not really a mentoring thing. That's more of a coaching thing. Yeah. That's changing behavior. That's finding desire. That's finding purpose. Well, then, so I, I doubled down on receiving great coaching. And that's where people like, I'll rattle off some names and few people will know who they are, but uh, Pat Mancuso, you know, Todd, obviously my, my mentor, um, Scott Toombs, who else? I mean, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan, the, the leaders in the, the Keller Williams world are always role models to me. Um, but people, uh, you know, um, Mark Willis and John Davis, the CEOs of Keller Williams, these guys and, and women showed me the way, they, which was by asking great questions and having somebody self-discover a great result that they wanted, that they truly wanted to step into. And I couldn't turn it off. I couldn't go back. So I got out of production, which in real estate means selling the house. I never, you know, for the first thousand days, uh, I sold the house. After about a thousand days, I didn't sell anymore. I just recruited agents, trained them, coached them, mentored them. And then I meet this woman one day. And her name is Lindsay Mango. And turns out she's a life coach. And I, can I cuss on here? Go for it. I, Say all the F-bombs, do somebody, it. Somebody tells me that, you know, Lindsay Mango is a life coach. And I literally remember standing in my kitchen going out loud, what the fuck is a life coach? Like, <laughs> I, I remember being so perplexed. Like what, what do they teach people how to live? They tell people how to live their life. That sounds shitty. And I, I just remember like my eyebrows are all furled up, so confused. Well, very long story short, I, I met Lindsay and the second I met her changed my life. And fast forward to, I don't know, three months later, we went on our first date. Four months later, we went on our first date. This woman was, was bouncing around our first week of dating. She's hanging out on a rooftop in um, New Orleans at the Omni by the pool in a bathing suit, in the sun, with a cocktail, quote, working, coaching, on the phone. And she's like, well, yeah, you know, I can kind of work from anywhere. I'm like, what is happening? What is this? Like, I'm, I got to be back here to manage these deals. And I love what I do, but I, I, this freedom that you've got, I need to know more about that. And you're really helping people? Like, you're actually helping people? She's like, yeah, they changed their life. I just asked them a few questions, and they changed their whole life. I'm like, okay, come on. This sounds too good to be true. That was in April of 2017. By July of 2017, I quit real estate and started my own coaching business. <laughs> and never looked back because uh, it was my first experience. And, and then, of course, you know, we, we figured this out as the months went on. But getting past the black and white letter of the law into real estate was a lot of fun. Getting to advocate for people, teach them about the real estate market, you know, be their guide in real estate was fun. But once I started to see what life coaching could do for people and how deep we could reach and how meaningful the change was, not just, you know, making a little more money here or there or building a business here or there, 
once I saw the inexperience, the transformation in life coaching, I couldn't go back and, and never have. Um, but it just turns out that, you know, my experience and background lends itself really well to people in business. So that leads us to today where we focus on business owners for that reason. We can speak their language. We've been through, I say we, cause my team, you know, we've been through it. We know what it's like yet. What we're really after what the whole design here is to reach down into their life and change who they are so they can be happier, more successful, of course, but really feel fulfilled. Oh, so good. So as I'm sitting here listening to your story, it's reminding me of, you know, all these conversations that I have with people who are doing really, really big things in the world, helping people and the twists and turns. I love hearing these stories because it always shows up in this way that it's like every single piece of everything that you've done has been an accumulation of bringing you to where you are today, meaning that it's been this journey of accumulating the skills that you needed to bring to this thing. So like if you had just come straight out of the gate into to life coaching, you would have had the freedom, but you wouldn't have had like this rich experience that then you get to infuse into the questions that you ask inside of your coaching practice. And I, I just think it's like such a cool thing to be able to listen to stories in that way. So this, this journey you've been on, all the twists and turns that like unchange you from one desk and kind of like gave you a little bit of a longer tether to, to another desk. So then like stepping into this really true ultimate freedom where you help people find their freedom and find and create their legacy. There had to have been some super expanders of, along the way that have really inspired you really, I don't know, called you up, shown you that there's proof that this was possible for you or anything was possible for you. I'd love for you to, to share a super expander story if you would. Oh, there's, there's so many because um, I was just enrolling a new client yesterday and we were talking about how you know, sometimes we just need somebody to reach down and pull us up. And um, there's been so many points in my life where a great coach or mentor stepped in to pull me up. And, and I think, I think Todd is the first one that, you, you know, um, Kathy Carroll was a woman that I worked with at uh, the law firm. And she was my first true mentor outside of family. And, you know, she really took me under her wing and, and taught me, here's the best way to do these things. And, and I think she knew all along that I was going to kind of blossom past where the opportunity was at that, that firm, but she did it anyway. And that, that's always been remarkable to me, like that she was willing to train and lead me knowing that I may not stick around. Um, and then, you know, my, my super expander, Todd, I've mentioned him a couple of times. Um, I don't think anybody has poured more into me than him. So I'll, I'll pick on him. How about that? <laughs> but he um he mentored me he coached me he still does you know we're still great friends and and keep up and uh you know when when you're learning at a high level how to sell real estate you're not just uh, doing a transaction you're managing someone's emotional life <laughs> the highest highs the lowest lows their biggest asset that the most painful asset when they're going through a divorce or a death situation um, and so I, I mean, I'm learning in 360 degrees every day for four years while Todd's with, you know, pouring into me. 
And, um, and, and of course he introduced me to the coaches who ended up carrying me through, uh, the next phase, the next, uh, twist and turn, uh, people like, like Pat Mancuso, I mentioned him. He's one of the, the best coaches in the world. I'm convinced. Uh, when I went through my divorce, which was, which was really wretched on me, Pat stepped up and would not let me make excuses. Uh, he would not let me play small even though I didn't eat for three days and was exhausted. I went out the week that I, I found out my ex was having an affair and I sold six houses in that week. And, you know, things like that, that it wouldn't be possible without somebody reaching down and pulling you up. So I, it's kind of hard for me to pick just one because, you know, I think when you get the coaching bug, you don't stop. I mean, Chris Harder, I, I know we mentioned before hit and record that the harders come up a lot. Chris and Lori poured into my wife and I in their mastermind and that, that has changed my life. That has changed my business. Um, it has changed my network because of the friends that I made in their orbit. Um, so, you know, and I also, I believe in coaching so much that I have three coaches and I married one. <laughs> but, uh, you know, they, like uh, Dr. Keith Wagner was one of Tony Robbins' top, you know, right-hand uh, lieutenants for a long time. And I've coached with him for three or four years. Uh, Jake Kaufman is somebody, I sound like I'm like giving a speech at the Oscars or something like, <laughs> you know, in, in the set design by Harry Truman over here. Um, I want to thank my dog. <laughs> for believing. Yeah. Now, and I want to thank me for believing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks Snoop. Uh, so, <laughs> No, I mean, I, but it's just so easy for me to pick on people because I'm like, God, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any of this without their help, their leadership and their coaching. Um, you know, so I don't, did that even remarkably or remotely? Yes, come close I love to, it. I love it. It's okay. yes. You, your super expander story is your super expander story. I, I don't get to say, but I loved it. <laughs> Bring it on. So inside of all of what I've been hearing you say, is there's been these defining moments, if you will, breakthrough moments, which I feel like for all of us is we all, we have them. And these moments, when we look back on them, they have been pivotal. They've defined us. So let's talk about breakthrough moments and like what breakthrough coaching is. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, yeah. So a breakthrough moment usually feels like somebody's wringing your heart out. You know, and it's, it could be that we were talking about college graduation or a high school graduation from your kid, but it just, it might feel like, oh my gosh, this is, everything is changing. And, and you really feel it. Like if I know a lot of your listeners are in tune with their breath and their body and their, their emotional state. Um, yeah. You really feel this, right? That is when you know, you're going through a breakthrough when you can't focus on anything else. And uh, sometimes it's an extreme high, like, like, you know, eight weeks ago, our daughter was born. And of course, we're obsessed. And it's the, the highest high a, a human can, can experience, I think. Uh, and then the lowest low, um, you know, in 2015, I found out my ex wife was having an affair. And that was my greatest fear. And, and that might sound dramatic, or like, um, you know, uh, incendiary or something. But that was true. Like, I had seen that from my own family, what that looked like. And I was like, I'll never experience that pain again. I'll do whatever it takes to avoid that situation altogether. So that was a breakthrough moment. I mean, opening the phone and seeing those texts and over 
three seconds realizing my entire world's upside down. Not a breakthrough moment I would have chosen, not a breakthrough moment I was excited about, yet there it was. And I think it's important for people to understand and appreciate that, that uh, I love the way Susan Scott, she's an author, says this, that not all transformation is pleasant. Mm. Not all of your transformation will be pleasant. So obviously in that moment, not a pleasant breakthrough, yet it was a spark that started the explosions of my life that I have now. Uh, you know, on, on, on all the way down to meeting my wife, who's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, so I think those, what's important to note is that it doesn't have to be good and it doesn't have to be bad. It could even be somewhere in between. It could be just something that changes your life. Like finally quitting the job you hate. (laughs) (laughs) It's probably right there in the middle. Like, Oh good. I don't have to deal with that shit anymore. And now what? (laughs) Yeah. So what, what we do though, in, in our breakthrough coaching program, which is a, uh, you know, I've brought in coaches again, same thing from real estate. There's only so much Chris to go around. I wish there were more, but the way that we're going to create real change in the world is through leverage and succeeding through others, not just succeeding around other people. So I've brought on two coaches to help me, you know, coach other people. And it's a one-on-one container. But what we do is we dig into those moments wherever you are, whatever's happening, the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, where you want to go. Some people know they want a breakthrough. Like you'd be surprised how many people come to us and they want love so badly they can taste it, but they have no idea how they're going to find their partner. They have no idea how they're going to, you know, change their life to attract the right partner. And that's what breakthrough coaching is really all about is the transformation you need to get to where you want to go. Does that answer the question? Yeah, absolutely. And I also love that you're pointing out, well, there's a few things I love about it. One is that someone might come for the premise of finding love, not because they're looking to make more money or grow a business. That's what's on their mind and what they need and what they need coaching on at that time, knowing that it's potentially like connecting and finding that all of the things that will open up for them once they have that void filled in in their life and the other thing that stuck out to me is because we were kind of talking about the fact that you coach seven figure earners so what i'm also hearing in this is that it's an opportunity for someone who might not be a seven figure earner yet to get into your world to experience what it's like to work with a coach that you've met you've mentored or taught your specific methods your specific ways maybe a stepping stone for them to get into your world and eventually event enter into a container that you are the one um facilitating i i don't think i could have said it any better that's why it exists because i i realized two things i cannot serve everybody and as i continue to raise my rates not everybody wants to be served at that level um and so i needed to build something else where we could reach you know down and pull people up um and and i don't mean that everybody who comes to breakthrough coaching is uh you know, broken, lost, you know, heart, heart wide open. <laughs> That's not the case. I mean, we have plenty of clients who are just wanting to improve their, their life or their business. But yeah, that was, um, you know, I have a very small D democratic style. I want to help as many people in the best way that that's kind of a win-win for everybody. And, uh, you know, realize that there's only so much of me to, to go around. So we have to find another way. And, and that's why break, breakthrough coaching exists. I love that. So 
I also have another question for you. So we were talking earlier I like lost track of my question. So I had to like bring it back full circle. You were talking about foundations that, you know, certain people come in at a, for to, and they want to build off of a certain foundation, which kind of had me thinking of what your foundation is. What is it like your North star? What is the feeling? What is the thing that pushes you towards this big vision, this big goal, this, this big life every single day. And I, I ask that because I really fully believe that it's never the like tangible things in life that actually, I don't know, keep us going consistently. It's not the car. It's not the house. It's not the, it's, it's an internal feeling. Cause there's nothing, I mean, you can't, no one can take those away from you. Mm. Well, if you if you ask a broad question, you might get a broad answer. So before I rattle and ramble, <laughs> what do you want me? Which part of that which is would help your audience the most if I addressed it? I feel like I just asked a not a good question. I think no, you just coached me not here on my. I just <laughs> not at all. I just want to make sure that what I give you back is actually relevant to where you where you, where you either want me to go or whether your where your audience needs me to go. Well, it's what's your, it's what your true genuine answer is. So what is your North star? What is the thing that fuels you that keeps you going? Perfect. I can knock that one out really easily. It's, it's simply knowing where I can best help someone. And I used to think that was the law. It wasn't. I used to think that was selling real estate or teaching people how to sell real estate. It wasn't. It's coaching. And when I say it's coaching, that just means helping someone discover their own way, period. And that the reason why that is like, if we keep, you know, unpacking it and digging down, why is that so important? Because that's the way I can affect the most change by being a real and authentic version of myself. And that is so exciting to me. It's like a perfect match of energy and opportunity. And when you see somebody, you know, from the eyeballs up to their eyebrows light up with a breakthrough because they just realized the thing they needed to change their life, to do the thing they've been avoiding doing for 10 years, um, to stop doing the thing that they've needed to stop doing. It feels so good knowing that all you did was use your words as medicine, but they took it and ran with it. And you, you didn't force them. There was no persuasion. It's all organic and voluntary and beautiful. It's um, the best way I've ever heard it described was Rich Litvin, you know, a famous coach from a book called The Prosperous Coach. He said, people will ask him all the time, like, what is coaching? Why do you do coaching? And all these like kind of questions that come out of uh, the ether about coaching. And he said, look, I just describe it like this. When we talk, miracles occur. And that to me is a perfect description of great coaching. And it's why I have this like addiction to it and probably will never ever turn it off because you see what it's like when somebody implements that miracle in their own world and it changes a bank account, a family tree, somebody's health, uh, their relationship, their environment. It changes everything and it's beautiful. Ah, so good. It's also a great book. Such a good book. Uh <laughs> Absolutely. So there's been so many juicy little nuggets of, of gold and wisdom all throughout this whole conversation. So let's just lay one more, more nugget of gold of wisdom on everyone listening. If you could kind of say goodbye to everyone here with one little parting, I don't know, something, what would it be? Mm. No pressure. 
None, none um, at all. It all comes down to this. Uh, Everything we talked about before is irrelevant up to well, this point. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this, that um, one of the most impactful questions uh, I've ever come across, I mentioned Susan Scott earlier. She wrote a book called Fierce Conversations, and I think it's in, the, in that book. Um, she said, what are you pretending not to know? What are you pretending not to know? And if you answer that question completely honestly, you'll see exactly where you need some help from a coach, a guide, a mentor from somebody. And my encouragement would be to run hard and fast into it. Because when you break that thing open, everything changes. That's a zinger. I'm putting that one in my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's you, you can't hide from it, right? There's no surviving that question. You know, there we're all human. We're all imperfect. And, 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 you know, people tease me in my coaching practice. Cause they're like, you know, Chris is the first to show up and say, well, you know, I over overslept today. I guess we're, <laughs> you know, we're going to, we're going to pivot here. Nobody's perfect. And that question implies that Hey, look, you know, there is something that you're hiding from that you're avoiding that you don't want to know because then you'd have to confront it or you have to do something about it. And that's exactly where we need to go. Oh, so good. I love that. So now that you've laid that one right here, this juicy question that everyone's going to go off and, and ponder how can they find you after they ruminate on that question and yeah. need, need to find you and be in your world? Well, I don't, I spend some time online on Instagram, but not as much anymore. Um, at my business has done better by not spending as much time online, ironically. Uh, so, but I'm on Instagram at Goodman Coaching um, or really the, the place to connect with me or my coaches and, and to figure out if this is a fit for you and your goals is Goodman Coaching Inc., I-N-C., and I'm sure you just Google that, it'll come right up. But that's where we start our conversation. That's where we figure out, let's just get on a call and figure, decide if this is a fit for you. Or if it's not, we'll usher you to someone else, co great coaches like you and our network that we will happily, you know, guide you toward because they're a better fit. And it's that simple. So good. Well, we like to make things easy for people around here. So you guys can find that, of course, in the show notes, just click on the little link and come right over into Chris's world, say hello, and um, see how you can explore that question of what are you, what, what are you, what are you hiding from, essentially? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you pretending not to know? Perfect. So good. I appreciate you so much. What a great conversation. I appreciate your time. You were just, thank you. So grateful you for you. Thank you. And let me know if I can do anything else to help out. Absolutely. You know, I will probably have to tap on your door again to have another conversation here on the super expander podcast. Happy to. Thank you. Have a, have a great day. You too. If you like what you heard, stop, drop, and leave a five-star review and hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. As always, the best way that you can thank our amazing guests is to share your biggest takeaway and then tag us on social media.